0: I think for a lot of businesses, you know, you you need that sphere and you need to reach out to that sphere and you need to ask for the business and you need to ask for the referrals. I'm still asking for referrals every single time, every client, every transaction.
1: Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life Podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. I'm Courtney Galster here with my co-host Ann Kanudala. And we are here with our special guest, Butch Zelinsky, who is one of my very close friends, a client, and also a real estate agent with deep experience in both the Minnesota market and other markets around the country. Welcome, Butch.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Court. I'm excited
1: you're here today. Butch Butch and I have talked for a long time. Butch has his own podcast uh, called House Maxine, which we can get into in a couple of minutes. But Butch, tell us a little about you and what you do.
0: Well, let's start at the beginning. So early in like 1981, I bought my first house and the experience that I had buying my first house was so wonderful. I just loved everything about it, looking at the houses, the offer, the negotiation, the closing. I just really enjoyed the whole process. And I still remember, Holly loves it. This is 40 years ago, 43 years ago. And I just loved the process so much that I got licensed. And at that time, I was a young flight attendant for Northwest Airlines, but I soon... Quit and became a full time realtor. And um, I just can't imagine doing anything else. It's been wonderful.
1: I think people ne- don't necessarily know uh, today what that was like back in the 80s and the 90s to start and run a business before the rise of the internet. But you built a business completely on word of mouth and relationships. In a time when you know you really had to connect with people face to face for building, for networking, and building every single interaction.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a very interesting and very different world back then. You know, we didn't have, you know, we had, you know, they would publish books with listings in every Friday, would go run to the office and grab the book, page <laughs> the, call the call the office. They'd leave the keys at the front desk. It was crazy. So so the business, it's evolved into this amazing virtual place of it's so easy to, you know, the social media and the listing and the MLS. And so it's really become so streamlined and so, so very fun to be involved with. But at the end of the day, you know, it is, you're, you're, you're right. It's all all about the relationships. And
1: you're really dedicated to building um, long-term relationships. And I think that's something that we talk, we've talked about it before on the podcast and Anne is very passionate about leveraging relationships as part of networking and business growth as well. Can you talk a little bit about how the relationships have changed over the years and how, you know, your son is now in his thirties and you're working with people that you've worked with for many, many years, but you're also working with people that your son was friends with
0: as a child. Yeah, Yeah. And that's, that is really fun. I've, I've sold a few houses to Logan's friends and again, so much fun because it just, it just takes me back to where I was, you know, 40 years ago and the excitement of buying your first house, you know, a lot of What I see out there is a lot of transactional things. And so I don't want just a transaction. And and some people do. And fair enough. I don't. I want to build a relationship with you. I do. I want to make a difference in your world. Yeah.
2: Which I can really relate to this. My experience professionally has always been in, in sales. And so in sales... It can be very transactional, right? and you know what you, it's the what have you done for me lately? It's like, what are yes. you doing for me moving forward? Um yes. but to me, sales is about the relationship and it's about how do you serve versus how do you sell and I've always been someone who if I'm you know how I prefer to work with people is to, to serve. So how can I help you solve this problem? Right. Like by providing a solution, whether that be through what service I have to offer or maybe a service of someone I know. And at the end of the day, it's the relationship that matters to me. It's not the sale. It's not that transaction. And so everything that you're saying is really relatable. And I think that as a small business owner, you know, when you have that authenticity, it sometimes it can take a while to build. Yes. But that is how you will continue to find growth year after year, because people want to work with
0: people they like and people they trust. That's right. Again, if it is transactional, that's fine. But for me, I want it to be memorable I want people to be seen. I want people to be heard. I want them to feel that it wasn't just a transaction to me. You know, it's always been important for me to follow up, you know, with all my clients and, you know, how, how did you feel about the transaction and to get the feedback and court and I, we consistently get the feedback from our clients.
2: Well, and I think too, even when we talk about marketing Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term connection marketing, but it's this whole concept around how can we continue to connect the people in our circle, right? Right. So how can we continue to grow our own businesses by working with people that we enjoy working with, people that we have relationships with? And I think even when you're, you're talking about marketing, like you were saying that you and Courtney Doom you know, you're building that relationship through your marketing, through that authenticity and just a genuine place of you matter to me. And as a consumer, I think now more than ever, that's what's going to set you apart above any other business because we're not in the world of mad men where it's like, okay, I tell you to buy this, you go buy this, but it's, you know, they want as a consumer, you want all of the information, and then you want to be the one that's making that decision. But as humans, we want to work with people that we trust and that care about
0: us, and that and we're that, connected to, right? Yes. That we're connected to. And this is the thing, when I get a referral from whomever, I'm connected to a really important person in their life, or they're connected to a really important person in my life. So it's just it feels so good, and then we have this commonality, and 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 that's, that's really rewarding for me.
1: And it keeps you really um, not to say that the work that you get when it's not a referral is not important, but having that connection and having yep. that um, you know relationship transfer almost from the person that you know, yes, uh, or that trust transfer, it almost. Like just knowing that people are relying on you, but also have had such a good experience with you and have so much trust in you that they would they would put their relationship with someone else on the line. It almost keeps yeah. you more passionate and engaged in your business.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. 100%. Like, I so want to satisfy my client and whatever I can do, I go above and beyond almost all well. All of my businesses were pearl, referral and repeat. I and think
1: when fun. you do a lot of networking too, you realize that the business community, it's much smaller than you think it is.
0: That is correct. Yes. Yeah, the people, the change makers, the people who are making a difference in the business community. Listen, that's a tight circle. And so you, you want to make sure, you don't burn bridges, that you're kind and respectful because that'll bite you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So, Butch, I'd love to hear from you too. Obviously, you've owned your business much longer than Courtney and I have owned ours. <laughs> and you've been. But you've been doing this business for self thing when maybe it wasn't as easy or as popular than it is now, um, right? I mean, I feel like right now we're kind of in this movement where a lot of people are looking to get away from the corporate nine to five and they want to go off on their own. And it's Maybe a little bit more easy to find support or to find people who can help you do that. But talk to us a little bit about your journey and what that's looked like. And was that easy for you all of these years? And, you know, what have you learned from that?
0: It's a very interesting question. So, you know, I love when I flew for Northwest Airlines, I loved it. I was a flight attendant based in New York and then. back here in Minneapolis, and met Jennifer, met my wife. And so we both flew. And then when I got licensed, then I my goal was, as soon as I made a little bit more money than I did as a flight attendant, I would resign. And I had a spouse who 100% supported that journey. So when that happened, I'm like, Jennifer, she's like, butch, butchie, quit. And so I did. And so I had that support, and I just took off and because because it was such a passion of mine, and I knew that I could make a difference in people's lives. I never, for one moment, doubted that I'd be successful.
1: So you had the confidence going in that you knew that your skill set. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that that's that's huge to have the confidence. Not everybody has that going into business for themselves, but I think that when you are confident in yourself and you tell yourself that there's no way you're going to fail because you're just going to go after it until you're successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's when it happens fast. And I also I think.
0: had, you know, incredible, you know, support from my family. I was born and raised here. You know, my great, great grandparents came over in the late 1800s from Sweden, right? So, so I had this sphere of influence that was incredible, incredible, a lot of friends, a lot of family, a lot of support. And so, I just felt like there was this huge like um, support net around me. Mm -hmm. I felt really confident. and So so I think at least for my business, and I think for a lot of businesses, you know, you you need that sphere and you need to reach out to that sphere and you need to ask for the business and you need to ask for the referrals. I'm still asking for referrals every single time, every client, every transaction.
2: Isn't it amazing how... Sometimes people, it is it is that simple, Butch. It is as simple sometimes as just asking and you yeah. would be shocked or maybe you're not shocked how many people just don't think to ask.
0: That's right. See, this is the thing. First of all, it's like, don't be secret agents. <laughs> don't be a secret agent. Like don't keep your you business
1: know. a secret.
0: Don't keep your business a secret. This is what I do. Hey, what? That's interesting. Tell me about that. Okay. Well, and if you know anyone who maybe could use my services, I'd really appreciate some support. Of course. So it's, it's just being authentic and it's really like mm, committing to your business and committing to making it grow and connecting with people. That's what it is.
2: Well, and you, you you kept saying the word passion and I mean, I can just even hear it in your voice, Butch, like you are very passionate about what you do. And when you talk so passionately about what you do and what your business is, that shows and people want to work with someone who's passionate about what their business is. Right. And so again, like you said, it's that then it brings into that connection marketing. Okay. Here's what I'm passionate about. Here's what I do do you know anyone that's interested exactly. or, you know, and yeah. having conversations, I often talk about this when I talk about networking to people, because it's like, how can you have conversations even throughout your everyday? Like I think of myself I'm walking my kids to school. I'm meeting people at the baseball yes. game, you know, yes. how can I continue to have these conversations? Hey, this is what I do.
0: Yes. That's right. Hey, and people will ask you, what do you do? Right. And so I always tell people, whatever, wherever they are in their life, become an expert in a field and then shout it out and then let people know you're an expert in a field.
1: I think that's uncomfortable for people that aren't like naturally okay with talking about themselves. And um, like for me, that was really hard to learn. I was so shy in high school that I probably didn't talk to more than five people. <laughs> I mean, I went to, I graduated with it's like 700 amazing. people.
0: No, no. It's amazing. And now, you know, and now, I, but I, I had I, to I, I'm Clark, rock star marketer. High, <laughs> like, oh, Thank
1: you. But <laughs> I think what forced me out of my shell was actually getting into sales. And what really pushed me out of my shell was when I worked in the agency, what, well, number one in my former life career, I had to do a lot of um, PR interviews with news stations and it forced me to just Mm -hmm. learn how to talk. But the other thing that really made a difference for me was when I was in the agency world and um, we did a lot of soft skill training. And that's something that a lot of companies are not offering today. And so you can look up on YouTube different types of soft skills, like giving an elevator speech or shaking people's hands or like Mm -hmm. body positioning um, when you sit down with someone in a meeting. And those are things that truly make a difference. But I had to give multi-hour trainings to clients when I worked in the agency world. And as part of that for prep, and I think this is true for networking too, like if you're a nervous person and you walk into a room and you're just like, you, you feel very uncomfortable starting conversations, or you feel very uncomfortable talking about yourself. Number one, prepare like a two to three sentence elevator speech about who you are and what you do and practice it in front of a mirror. I I mean, I think that everybody gets that advice, but it's actually really good advice. But number two, before you walk in, you can dispel the nervous energy from your body or a lot of the nervous energy from your body by standing in a Superman pose. It sounds really dumb tightening every muscle in your body, okay, holding it for five seconds and then letting it go. And if you do that ah. a few times, and if you can't do that because there's people around and you're embarrassed, just like I, clench your feet and that, then let the sounds, tension out of your
0: feet. That that sounds amazing. And so when I, it, it, this is interesting because when I was young, I, I joined Cold to Bank Burnett, um, when I was 30 years old in 1990. And, uh, I trained new agents in the training department. And I thought I would be really, really nervous, but I had so much fun because I was sharing my knowledge. At that point, it had been, what, a decade I'd been in, I guess, or eight years, and I was just having so much fun. And so sharing that knowledge. But this is really good because now, honestly, fast forward, now I'm sort of a wreck. About, really? yeah, you know, one-on-one I am killer or one, one or two people. But when I like group stuff, like even parties and social events, oh no, 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 you need to know, I get very anxious. It's so interesting.
1: And in you never portray that. So that is very interesting. But one mm-hmm. of the other things I did, a, I remember my first big speaking event when I um, worked in the agency world was driving to Madden's, which is like two and a half hours north of the Twin Cities. It's a resort. And the law firm had a firm retreat for their attorneys. And I was with one of the partners from my agency and we were going to do a three hour training session. And I had never,
0: never
1: in front of a group of people. So I literally printed out my presentation on gigantic slides (laughs) and I flipped through it while I was driving. Like I literally put it in the seat next to me and I was like flipping through for the visual cues and, and just speaking out loud while I was driving. And then when I got about a half an hour away, I just started playing Lady Gaga songs in my car and like popping yourself up And to this day, if I am going, like, it was great. It went phenomenally, phenomenally. I can't say that word. And to this day, if I'm going to give a speaking event, I will play Lady Gaga in my car before I get there because it like takes my anxiety away for some reason. I
0: love it. And that is so sweet. It's so Gaga. It's so sweet. (laughs) She she would love that story, by the way.
2: So it's so funny that you... You bring that up, Courtney, about like, you know, the the body language and what you can do to help, you know, because you talk about also, you mentioned a while back about, you know, some, for some people, like the lack of confidence is really hard. Here's a tip that I heard once is if not the Superman thing, but if you hold your hands in a V, you guys can't see me right now because you can just hear me, but I've got my hands in a V. If you just hold your hands in a V and you do that for five minutes before you go in and It was like, I think it was before you, you know, sell something or do a big pitch or do a big presentation. Like that pose will transform your mindset to like. Oh, interesting. Because it's like the yay pose. Yes, it's like power of position. And I'm not gonna lie, I did it once (laughs) in my car.
0: (laughs) Oh boom.
2: And I'm not it, it went great. It went because I am not. I am not a person. I, um, I love people and I love talking, but I get very sweaty palms when I have to talk in front of people, even this podcast. Sometimes I get nervous before we record still, because you know, all of these people listening, all of these people. Um, <laughs> but so I think it it is, it's making sure you're prepared, shifting your mindset, doing a power pose. Um, there's a lot of different ways though that you can you know what
0: preparation. You just yeah. you hit honestly preparation. I'm mentoring my buddy John right now who's who's been in sales his whole life but now he's transitioning over to real estate and we're having a ball. However, the thing that I'm driving home, so when I when I prepare for a listing presentation, I go through every single element with John and I, we preview properties around. We pull the comps. We go in so prepared with all the information. We don't miss a beat. And it's so important to be prepared to know everything about your subject matter, like way more than any of your clients, way more than anyone. So you, again, you're the expert. It's really important. And then you blow them away. And then the last listing appointment we had, so she said, at the last, the end of the listening uh, presentation, she said, well, I do have a friend um, in the business and we got in the car and John's like, oh, butch, how do you think that went? And I said, John, we killed it. The next day we got the listing because we killed it. We were prepared. And, and I, think I think that, that it, we then if you're prepared, then you, you're confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I I agree, and I think that um, you know the relationship gets you in the door. Like that yeah. is oftentimes how you get your foot in the door is by yes. having a relationship with someone. Yes. And yes. the way you build a relationship with someone can look different. Um, yes. But you do have to talk about the fact that you have a business and what you do at some point in order to like have the door opened for you. Correct. But getting the deal that, comes with having all, the knowledge and experience or expertise
0: exactly yeah
1: so what do you think makes the biggest difference in maintaining I mean you have relationships with people that you worked with 40 years ago so what do you think makes the biggest difference with maintaining relationships over decades of time
0: well I think when someone reaches out to me for any reason um do you have a plumber do you have a countertop guy do you have a arbor do you have a tree guy do you have a whatever like being a resource, also, staying in touch, being a resource, A, B, staying in touch with your clients. So I do drip campaigns and now social media campaigns with you, but I also do drip campaigns with you know a beautiful calendar, the Twin Cities events calendar once a year. I send out notepads. I do the little uh, uh, po- the colored postcards. It's something tangible and it's beautiful, and I still do it. And I know it's old school, but you know what? That I learned early on that drip. It's really important to drip. So my clients here from me, 15 to 20 times a year.
1: And I think that what you do, I mean, I, I know that you pick up the phone and call people and you interact yes. with people in person too, but mm-hmm. all of the things that you do from like a direct marketing, your business perspective have mm-hmm. a very personal touch. And I think you and Anne really have that in common that you're both big on creating that personal touch with everything that you're doing. So it doesn't feel like you're mass marketing, but it really is something that's unique to you. That's right. So it's not, I mean, it's not even just talking about your business once. It's not a one and done thing. You need to be, I saw something on um, Instagram reels. Actually, I've seen it a couple of times and it's a trending sound that is, you can't have a business without talking about your business. You can't have a business without talking about your business. Hello. Really cute. And it's so true. And so you need to talk about your business on it. Like people need to know what you do and people aren't going to always remember what you do. So you need to keep kind of talking about it in
2: authentic ways. It shouldn't be the only thing that you talk about by any no, means, of course not. but also you're doing it in a way that you are serving. Like you're That's not right. like, you know what? I, I know. At, yes. Of course. At the end of the day, we're all as business owners, we're selling too. Right. I mean, you can't, you can't not sell and be a business owner, <laughs> right. but butch I can just even tell like the way that you're doing it, like you're doing to be of service to someone. And it's through service that you can really sell.
0: Right. This is the thing. I want to help. Now you, They need my help now. I'm going to help. And whatever it ends up being, it ends up being. So
1: our show is called Living Your Balanced Life. And I know that having your own business for so long um, has helped you really create a lot of your, you are one of the best per- people that I know with really knowing what you want and really creating boundaries around that. Can you tell us a little bit about what living your balanced life means to you?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I hold in very high regard, like my, my, my relationships with my nieces, with my, my mother, my friends, my, like it, the, very important to me, um, Lake superior, Very important to me, visiting Lake Superior, going out to DC, going out like, so I plan, I plan trips well in advance, and then I can, you know, manage my business around that. And so if I have a listing or three or whatever coming up that month, I can manage those and explain to my client, I'm going to be in DC for these five days, or I'm going to be in Belize, or I'm going to be wherever. And, I, and it's never at the expense. I never travel at the expense of my clients ever. And even when I do travel, of course I'm available. Of course I'm available. But I try to manage in such a way that it minimizes, you know, my time taken away from, you know, my vacation with my friends and my family and uh, just recharging, right? Because mm-hmm. recharging, because I give it, we give it our all. And then, you know, take three, four, five days and recharge. And it's lovely. Yeah. Well, I think your passion
1: is so evident about what you do and the people that are in your life that are important to you and, you know, how you serve your clients, like you're just so passionate about it. And I think that it's really a demonstration of how passion for relationships and passion for helping people can transform a business and you know it it really doesn't matter what industry you're in but when you let yeah. your passion for relationships and helping people come through with what you're doing and how you talk to people and how you treat people you yes. will have a successful business.
2: Oh Butch love- this has been so much fun talking to you. I just Like Courtney said, you can just feel your passion when you talk. And it makes me want you to come out to my house and tell
0: me all the things that I should do. Um. No, no, no. I just appreciate you two so much. And you know, we're all on this journey and we're all in it together. We're we're all schlepping something, right? (laughs) We're, We're all schlepping something. And so do it with style, do it with grace, do it with kindness. And then there it is. I love that.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. And guys, we will uh, put all of Butch's information in the show notes so you can check out what he does, who he is, and what house maxing means. And we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss
0: a single episode. And if you like today's show, we greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.